Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with a special guest, Abby Schiller, CEO and founder of The Mother's Company and also Ruby Studio. Plus, we will be reviewing Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, Ice Age, Continental Drift, Big Top Scooby-Doo, and Tom and Jerry's Robin Hood and the Merry Mouse. And also, we will be talking about the 26th annual Hollywood Christmas Parade, which was a live event. So right now, I have with me a very special guest. We have with us Abby Schiller. So how are you doing today, Abby? Hi, Raven. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Glad to have you on the show with us. Thank you. So, Abby is the CEO and founder of The Mother's Company um, and also some other things. But first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job as CEO of The Mother's Company? Sure. Um, I started the mother company a few years ago because I wanted there to be a children's media company that was a healthier alternative to what children were watching on television. And I'm talking about young children, preschool children, three to six. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my job now that the company is up and running is to create beautiful, meaningful content, um, a, a TV series, books, apps, and other products for children that help them become good people. So products that have to do with helping kids talk about their feelings or navigating friendships or resolving conflict or, um, you know, all of the things that you learned when you were a little kid um, that helped you become a good person. So that's that's what I do. And I oversee the production here at the mother company and um, new products and the growth and sales of everything that we, we do. That's awesome. So when you started it a couple years ago, did you ever think that it was going to grow to be so successful? And what's it been like you to sort of watch almost almost like your child, your creation grow? It is very much like my child. You're absolutely right to say that. Um, it's been extremely exciting and it is very much like motherhood. You know, I think anybody who ever has a dream of creating something hopes that it grows to this size and beyond. I mean, the, the bigger the dream, the bigger the reality, hopefully. And so we really 
are uh, motivated to rate to reach an entire generation of children with our products and empowering messages to help to, to really create a generation of articulate um, compassionate people mm-hmm. and so what other sorts of create Activity are you into besides being the CEO of this awesome website and company? <laughs> so the company is create is is comprised of a parenting website where we have original content from experts that help give parents resources so that they can become better parents around social and emotional learning. And then we also have a line of products. So in terms of the creativity, I'm involved in you know writing the shows and writing the songs. Um, mm-hmm. We have a really great new song. I don't, I don't know if you have a clip of it, but it's called Elise and Louise. Mm-hmm. Um, that is this beautiful new stop motion song that helps kids learn about the art of compromise. You know, mm-hmm. these two girls, it's the story of these two girls on a play date who want to play different things and they learn how to work it out but it's awesome it's done in really fun rhymes so we're involved in the songs and I'm involved in um you know everything from promotional material and advertising to um to writing the books and and the graphic design of the books and everything that's awesome. I, I think it's funny because my mom, she always jokes with me and she's like, they don't make a handbook on how to raise children. And I'm like, well, now they do. You should check that out, except I'm not three anymore. But still, I think that's awesome. Well, you're 15, right? And I think that parents need handbooks for 15 years. Probably. You need to branch off and do like the how to deal with crazy teenagers website. <laughs> oh, goodness. I feel like so many people would benefit from that. But anyway... <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Ruby Studio. So Ruby Studio is our line of children's products at the mother company. And we started with The Feeling Show, which is a, an original 45-minute show on DVD and download. It was a bestseller at Whole Foods last year. And you can get it on Amazon or you can get it on our website, themotherco.com. And it really helps children. It's, it's basically a fun exploration of feelings and how to express them. You know, kids are not born with the ability to communicate what they're feeling, but they have the physical sensation of it. So just as we teach kids numbers and letters and science and sequencing, Ruby Studio, the feeling show, helps kids actually put names and words to the feelings that they're feeling in a really fun and entertaining way. And Ruby's the host of the show, and she's this kind of magical Mary Poppins character who takes mm-hmm. kids in and out of different segments that are animated and stop motion, and there's music videos, and there's fun interviews with little kids, and it's really... I don't know, for, for anybody listening who might have um, kids in their family in that age range, it's a really fun, totally award-winning show. We actually won DVD of the Year last year. Oh, and- wow. That's awesome. Well, that sounds awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with a very special guest, Abby Schiller, who is the CEO and founder of The Mother Company. Plus, we are reviewing Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, Ice Age Continental Drift, Big Top Scooby-Doo, and Tom and Jerry's Robin Hood and the Merry Mouse. So right now, let's get back to our very special guest, Abby, who is the CEO and founder of The Mother Company, and she was just telling us all about Ruby Studio, which is all continue on letting you, us you tell us about that. So after the success of The Feeling Show, we launched um, four companion books that were based on the segments from the show. Mm-hmm. So we have the, an activity book, which kids can kind of craft their own. Um, they basically become the author of this book that's all about their own feelings. And we're actually developing an app version of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's, that's really great for like the crafters out there that want to, you know, or even the future um, authors who want to create their own books. And then we have a little book about feelings and um, a book that Mel Brooks actually narrated in as an animated segment, we turned into a book called Sally Simon Simmons, super frustrating day, which of course explores frustration. And our that's even a frustrating name to say. It's like tongue twister. Understand her pain. <laughs> yes. Uh, has a big problem in that her teacher wants her to build this taller, tallest, super duper sandwich in the world and it keeps falling over and she wants to quit and give up. And she says, why did I even try? And she learns that if she just practices and breathes and take it, takes it slow, that she can finally achieve the goal that she was set out to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's a good lesson for everyone, don't you? <laughs> yes, it definitely is. Now we're launching the Friendship Show, which will have books coming out as well. So we um, we help children learn how to make friends and be a friend and resolve conflict and what to do um, when there's a bully situation and um, or when you're feeling excluded. And in every show, Ruby does an art project with the kids. So that's always fun for other for viewers to do at home as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember when I was younger and I can't remember what show it was, but I used to always watch this show with my grandma where they had you do like activities while you were watching the show. And I was like, oh, my God, I made what they did. So I think that's something very important to have interacting so that they're not just sitting at the TV staring mindlessly. So I think that's awesome. It's watching like hours of TV a week. So we really tried to create a more meaningful version of television. Yeah. For Absolutely. And do you have children? I do. I started the company when my daughter was um, three and she's now eight and I have now a two-year-old son, Charlie. Oh, that's awesome. So what do your kids think of this? Well, I was really worried showing them the friendship show because they loved the feeling show and they uh-huh. watch it day and night. But you know, when new show you don't know how your kids are going to react but thankfully they are totally loving it um and for anybody listening in LA we actually have a premiere coming up that you can come to to see the show um at the Arrow Theater on December 16th at 10 a.m you can go onto our website for the invitation which is I love that show was awesome (laughs) (laughs) that Yeah, that was Morgan. (laughs) Well, kids are always the toughest critics. So, I mean, I think it must be a bit of a relief when your kids are like, yeah, mom, you did good. You're like, yes, thank you. Big relief, exactly. (laughs) So I know you were saying that the whole purpose of sort of Ruby Studio and the Friendship Show and um, the Feeling Show is sort of to give kids a more meaningful television experience. So what are some of the biggest ways that um, the Ruby Studio sort of differs from other TV series for children? I love that question. Um, we We are essentially called the Whole Foods of children's entertainment. A lot of children's shows try and get and maintain kids' attention by loud sounds and fast edits and quick paces and all sorts of camera movement and really over-the-top bright color and kind of silliness. And um, we took a more organic approach by slowing it down a little bit, still keeping it totally entertaining, but talking to kids like they're real people instead of talking down to them like so many hosts or characters do. Um, we have fun, but it's not really over the top kind of, you know, it's just much more real. And our our show is more gently paced. For music, we have 
awesome real instruments that are played instead of all kind of electronic, you know, digital sounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we have real kids who aren't scripted in the show. So they actually come into Ruby's studio and meet Ruby and they're in the show and they do the art project with her and they ask questions to Ruby about friendship or they share their own experiences. And then Ruby takes them in and out of different animated, you know, different kinds of segments about the the topics that come up. So in the friendship show, we have a really fun little segment about meeting a friend and we have an animated rocket ship that flies into the studio and then we go into the rocket ship and we're in the animated segment. That's so awesome. Well, that sounds so amazing. And I can't wait for our viewers and our listeners to definitely check that out. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but Abby, thank you so much for being with us and everybody, whether you're young or old, I know you all know someone who is, would definitely enjoy this. So be sure to check out the mother company. And um, if you just Google that, their website comes up and it's fantastic. So again, thank you so much. So let's, let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us Brianna, and we are going to be talking about the newest installment of the Wimpy Kids series, Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days. So, Brianna, how are you doing today? Very amazing, Zinging. How are you? Awesome. Everybody, Brianna has been making up words lately, and her newest word is amazing zing. So just so you know, it's pretty fantastic. I am doing well, Brianna. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Because this is the only Wimpy Kid movie I have not yet seen, and I'm very upset about that. But tell us about it. (laughs) I will definitely tell you about it. Um, School is finally out for Greg Heffley, played by Zachary Gordon, and all he wants to do is go inside his house and play video games all day. Like, that's all he's ever done for the past summers. And his dad finally has enough of it. And so he takes away TV and his video games. And so he's kind of... He like his dad's like go out in nature. The the neighbors' kids are going out in nature. You go out in nature. So he's going out. He's like going outside and with his friend. He he goes to this pool area. So it's he's mostly there his whole time. So but this film is really about how he kind of survives outside and not inside playing video games. Oh, goodness, how awful. He's forced to go outside and swim in a pool. What a hard life that kid has. My goodness. Well, it sounds like an awesome movie, and I am a huge fan of the Wimpy series movies and books. So what do you think of this movie? I really liked it. Like, I haven't read all the books because, like, when I was... When I was when this, when the first book came out, I'm just like, well, I really don't want to read it. So yeah. I think I stuck to that. But when I finally saw this, when I saw this, I'm just like, oh, wimpy kid, I'll see it. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, I was just like, I have to see the rest, and I have to read all the books. Yeah, and it's it's so good. I just I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of does itself. Yeah, well, I um, my brother, he's eight, and he like he loves the Wimpy Kid books, and I had gotten all of them um from a friend who read them, and I never read them, and then he read them and he loved them, and then I saw the first movie and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to take these books back, and then I read them and I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> so I agree with you; they're they're pretty great. So, what did you think about the visuals in this film? The visuals were amazing. I I think to me. Because, I mean, I like how it went from, like, it went from the actual book. Like, you know how it has lines and it has the characters, like, speaking yeah. to each other? Well, I love how it has that and then it kind of slowly goes back into, a, like, an actual film. And yeah. then I think in the middle it goes from book back to movie. So I like that and I like yeah. how they put the screenshots and how they did close-ups. And I think, I think, I thought it was really good. That's awesome. So do you have a favorite character? Yes, I do. It's Greg's little brother. I forget his name. Oh my god, I love him. Brett, Greg's little brother. Yeah, and he's so cute. Like I've, I think I've read a little part of one of the books because my friend was reading it, and I kind of stole it from her. So <laughs> don't tell her. Um, so I read a page and a half or something, and I saw his little brother, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. So when I saw this film, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's the little brother. So, yeah. I think it's funny how sort of in the book, since we were talking about um, the characters, like in the book, some of the characters look just like how they look in the movies. And then some of them look nothing like how they look in the movie. Like I I was just watching and I expected 
um, well, I mean, I guess you can't really have a child that has like a massive face, like in the book. But that's how I expected um, Greg's little brother to be, because in the book he has just like a huge, a huge nose and like <laughs> huge front teeth. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. what do you think your favorite scene might be? Well, my favorite scene is when the the family's new dog, Sweetie, gets his little brother's blanket, Tingy, and you know how he's, like, attached to that thing? So they try to get it back because they don't want to hear his little brother, like, crying all the time. So they try to get it back. So they take Mom's meatloaf and they put it, like, next to him. Not next to him, but, like, come on, if you drop the blanket, you'll get the meatloaf. (laughs) And so he drops the blanket and he, like, devours. Like, he he doesn't devour, but, like, he just goes goes for the meatloaf but they try to take back the meatloaf and so when they finally take it back it looks so bad it it just it looks horrible it looks like someone ate it and threw it back up and so they try to like piece it back together and like cook it again Mm -hmm. and so when they put it on the table like they they act like they were cutting it up and that's why it got that way yeah so the family's eating it and they don't know that they're eating dog slobber so it's really funny. Oh, that's so gross. That's awful. Well, that's all the time we have for Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days. And the DVD Blu-ray release is on December 11th. So be sure to check it out because it sounds awesome. Brianna, thank you for telling us about this film. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani. And today we are reviewing Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, Ice Age Continental Drift, Big Top Scooby-Doo, and Tom and Jerry's Robin Hood. Plus, we will be talking about the 26th annual Hollywood Christmas Parade. So, right now we are going to be talking about Ice Age Continental Drift, and we have with us Cheyenne. So, how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ice Age Continental Drift? Ice Age Continental Drift is about an overprotective dad, and these are this is like way back then when like Scrat goes through the core of the earth and he always tries to get that nut, that acorn. And when he and, and when he tries to get that acorn, he rolls around in the ball of the core, which makes all which makes all the countries split. So that means like Russia and like all like Egypt and stuff. And where where the overprotected dad is his daughter named Peaches, she's a teenager and wants to go out and have fun with her friends. But her dad is so overprotective that he says, no, you can't go out. Mm-hmm. And then when Peaches fights with her dad, all of a sudden, the, the, the land starts to crack. And the, and the dad was split away from Peaches and her mother. Mm-hmm. And he has to be with... Sid and his grand and his grand and his grandma, which he calls it Granny, which is, which Granny is so hilarious because she's so funny. Yeah, she goes in the ocean and there's like all this like gross stuff, and then she said, "I haven't bath, I haven't bathed in centuries," and then you see like a shark like dead. <laughs> yeah, they're so bad. Yeah, I I love this movie so much. I think it's fantastic, and it sounds like you really like it. So, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it five out of five stars because this movie is so hilarious and and is in three D. So it's like 
the stuff are, are like, you can really touch it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the 3D and the animation of this film? I thought it was amazing, especially because it was in the ocean. Uh-huh. And there was, like, a big wave going over them. And I thought, like, I was actually under that wave with them. Mm-hmm. And what age group would you recommend this for? Because I know, I mean, it's not, like, scary or anything. But there are definitely some parts that are a little bit, like, suspenseful. Yeah, I would give it six and up. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Why would you give it that age, though? Because some of the um, some of the 3D gets kind of intense, so the younger one, the younger people might get um, like the like the five and under. Hmm. They might get scared because you know, like the wave over you is pretty scary. Yeah, I agree with you, and also the the captain that I can't even captain. Oh yeah, like, oh. gut or whatever his name is, or like something. He's a um, nightmare. Yeah, he's he's quite scary, and he has, like, these really sharp nails that he always, like, waves at people, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's so scary, but then, in the end, it ends up fine, of course, but, you know. So, have you seen any of the previous Ice Age films? No, I haven't, but this made me really want to watch the next Ice Age. Mm-hmm, definitely. You should definitely check out on um, the previous Ice Age, because... I I mean, I really liked this movie, but I don't think it was the best Ice Age, only because there was so many sort of, they sort of crammed a lot of famous people into it. Like, they had, like, Drake and Nicki Minaj, and then they had, like, Kiki Palmer, and it was just, like, I feel like they threw in too many famous people just for the sake of, like, saying, oh, this person was in this movie. And so it sort of took away from, like, the quality of the film. So if you liked this movie, definitely check out the other movies, um, the other Ice Age movies, because they're awesome. So do you have a favorite character in this movie? Yes, I have two favorite characters. My first one is Granny, because she is so hilarious. Mm -hmm. And one time when she was stuck in a tree hole... Um, the dad, uh, she, um, she told him to try to get her out, and she's like, and since the dad is really big, and, like, kind of, like, chunky and stuff, she said, come on, pretend like I'm a dessert. (laughs) And my second one is Peach's one, Peach's friend. Uh She's played by Nicki Minaj. My favorite line from her is, girl, if you want to stress about something, stress about your hair. Yeah, she was, I mean, I thought I thought she was, like, a pretty funny character, mm-hmm. but like I said before, I feel like they just had in so many famous people just to say, like, oh, Nicki Minaj was in my movie, or oh, so-and-so was in my movie, but yeah. overall, I think this is an awesome movie, and I, it sounds like you agree. Well, let's take a break. Everybody, be sure to check out Ice Age Continental Drift on DVD and Blu-ray because it is a fantastic movie. And if you are some of the people like Cheyenne that have not seen the previous Ice Age films, be sure to check them out because they are hilarious. And they have all of the fantastic characters that we all know and love. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Scooby-Doo and the Big Top, and we have with us Morgan. So how are you doing today, Morgan? I'm doing great, and how are you doing, the beautiful, amazing Raven? I am doing amazing now. Thank you, Morgan. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Big Top Scooby-Doo? Well, Big Top Scooby-Doo is actually about, like, um, a circus. Mm -hmm. And so the gang have another mystery solved because they have a uh, werewolf that steals jewelry. Mm -hmm. Very weird. Now, um, it was really fun to go with another mystery with the amazing game. And it's just, like, you know, finally you get to see him at a circus. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, acrobats and, you know, the usual stuff. And so they had, like, a bunch of stuff that you really like, and they were really fun when they were trying to find a mystery at the same time when they were trying to pose as real performers in the circus. <laughs> so you can see that, and so really cool. And Scooby-Doo so and Shaggy will do anything for food and find out the fit. Mm-hmm. And was this live action or animation? This was actually animation, mm-hmm. but there it's classic animation for Scooby Doo. And That's awesome. who, who doesn't love Scooby Doo? I mean, come on! 
I know. I love Scooby-Doo. And something that I think is funny about Scooby-Doo that I just want to mention is, I mean, Scooby-Doo has been around forever. And on TV, they have, like, several different series of Scooby-Doos and stuff. And um, something that I think is awesome and kind of funny is that Scooby-Doo, like, all of the movies and TV shows and everything and stories and what have you, they all use the same basic plot. Like, the gang gets invited somewhere like fancy and then weird stuff starts happening and then they like unmask a monster that's really just a person and it ends up being like the person that invited them to the place and they use like the same thing over and over and over again but you never get tired of it like it's so it's weird like you see the same thing over and over and over again but you love it and it's fantastic yeah that is true and then you'll be like oh you never know who's gonna be the person you never know going to be like a clown who it is going to be yeah so what did you think of this movie um well it actually comes with bonus features and extra episodes like they were also really amazing episodes and Mm -hmm. so you get to see those and then that was really fun because you know you get to see other episodes yeah that's awesome it's always like I mean, everybody likes cake, but then if you get to have cake and pie, then you're like, yay. So why not watch one awesome Scooby-Doo episode when you can watch, like, three? That's pretty cool. So do you have a favorite character? Yes, I do have a favorite character, Daphne, because she actually can ride a motorcycle. She does this, like, she does a very, very awesome, and you get to see her do her little motorcycle routine when she did when she was a little kid. I mean, who can be able to ride a real motorcycle for, like, when you're a little kid? It takes you forever to do that. Yeah. I really liked um, Scooby-Doo because he did a great job of mm-hmm. doing circus tricks. Scooby-Doo is awesome. Like, I mean, he's a dog that acts like a human. I mean, of course he can do circus tricks. He's fantastic. Yeah. He is. And he's an old-time classic, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of cool to be able to say, like, oh, like, I grew up with Scooby-Doo, but then so did my parents. And then you're like, yay, I feel all enriched with culture and whatnot. Even though, you know, it's a cartoon, but still, it's awesome. (laughs) So, do you have a favorite scene? Um, actually, yeah, my favorite scene was when Scooby-Doo was doing the circus tricks because, like, he did all kinds of crazy tricks that performers do, and all in one second he did that, and that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And do you think that there's any specific moral or message that gets put out, put out to audiences? Um... Not really. I mean, it's not really. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of have fun, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, everybody be sure to check out Big Top Scooby-Doo on DVD and Blu-ray because it sounds fantastic. And who doesn't love Scooby-Doo? I mean, come on. It's great. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing... Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, Ice Age Continental Drift, Big Top Scooby-Doo, 
Tom and Jerry's Robin Hood and the Merry Mouse, and also we will be talking about the 26th annual Hollywood Christmas Parade and the N19 benefit for Hurricane Sandy. So right now we have with us Morgan, and we are going to be now talking about Tom and Jerry, Robin Hood, and the Merry Mouse. So Morgan, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it is actually really fun because it's a classic Tom and Jerry classic animation. And the colors are bright and vivid. This is a mix of humor, humans, and animals all living together. And they all talk and have human quaints. Quality, too. You are sure to find many characters like are your favorites. And, um... You get to see, like, a brand new episode of Tom and Jerry, Robin Hood and Mary Mouse. Come on! Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I remember when I was little, I used, my mom, she wouldn't let me watch um, Tom and Jerry when I was little because she, like, didn't want me to see, like, the violence, even though it's, like, very fake violence but then my dad sorry dad I'm ratting you out but he would always let me watch it and I just remember that was like one of my favorite shows because even though there's not a lot of talking it's so funny and it's just like this classic game of like cat and mouse and I love it it's fantastic yes and actually the prince he was really mean and Tom tries to find Jerry the mouse Robin Hood's Helper, Jerry is trying to find different ways to get into the castle to give messages to Maid Marion. Mm-hmm. So that is really cool. And she was actually, Maid Marion was very pretty and she was my favorite character, especially when she was singing because she had the greatest voice ever. Mm hmm. That's awesome. I um I was in like the play Robin Hood, but it was like sort of a pop mix on the play. And so now anything that has to do with Robin Hood at all, I'm like, yes, I love it. Oh. Who did you play in Robin Hood? I was um oh gosh, I was like the the evil sort of I don't even like remember the name, but I was like the evil like uncle of Robin Hood that like oh. Yeah, but it was fun because it was sort of like like a pop mix on it, so I got to be really fun and it was awesome. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I said four and a half twinkling stars. Twinkling stars, that's awesome. Twinkling stars, yeah. So be um be sure to check the bonus features, because then you get three more exciting episodes. Mm-hmm. Medieval, Menace, The Two Mouseketeers, and Robin Hood Week Out. Mm-hmm. So that, those are really cool, because you get to see them. Another mm-hmm. episodes in Tom and Jerry, which you'll really enjoy. That's awesome. And what age group would you recommend this film for? Or just the Tom and Jerry series in general for? The age range is four and up, as long as little ones really understand that it is funny and not real. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. Yes. Yes. That was, like, one of the biggest things. Like, that was the reason why I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was... I mean, I was allowed to watch it once I turned, like, six, I think. But when I was younger, my parents were like, no, you only get to watch Teletubbies. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But, um... 
I mean, I remember watching it and being like, oh, this isn't too bad because there is a lot of violence, but it's not like blood and gore. It's like, I'm going to hit you with a pie in the face and then you're going to run away and hit me with a hammer. And it's like... Yeah, so it's like a flat stick comedy and you're like just laughing through the whole entire thing. Yeah, and it's so funny. And I would always love how like they, they always manage to run into walls and I'm like, can you not see that wall? And then when they'd run into a wall, like they'd completely flatten. And then so I would always expect that if I ran into a wall like I would flatten but then that doesn't happen or like they would yes. get hit with like like a waffle pan and then their face would like look like a waffle and then I'd be like oh ha ha but then I was like oh yeah. that doesn't happen what a shame yeah it's like funny like um this one when the cat like ran into the wall when he was going backwards uh-huh. uh, then all these pots fell into him and God just turned into each shape of the pot and that was funny his face was like so yeah like like he gets hit with a pot and then he like fits into like the tiny little pot and I think it's so funny I think it's awesome yeah that's like funny and I, I also love how like even though um like wait which one is Tom and which one's Jerry I can't remember is the cat Tom? Yeah, Tom's the okay. cat. Okay. Well, I, I love how Tom it always is the one that gets in trouble for, like, stuff, even though Jerry, like, causes problems, too. I just think it's awesome. Like, the cat always gets in trouble, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that is actually, he's, like, always getting in trouble, you know, and always because he's trying to eat a mouse. Yes. He's just trying to eat the mouse so it will be gone. Yeah, shame on him. Well, it looks like we're out of time, but guys, be sure to check out Tom and Jerry, Robin Hood and the Merry Mouse, because who doesn't love Tom and Jerry, and also, who doesn't love Robin Hood, because it's fantastic. So Morgan, thank you so much for telling us about this film, and also Big Top Scooby-Doo, so be sure to check out those two films. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember my name. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have again with us the adorable Morgan. So, how are you, Morgan? How are you doing, the fabulous, amazing, cute, and adorable Miss Raven? Oh my goodness. Thank you, Morgan. We should just have like a compliment show because, geez, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> All right, so. The lovely Morgan got the amazing opportunity to go to the 26th annual Hollywood Christmas Parade in Hollywood. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You got to go on the red carpet. So just tell us what it was like for you. Well, it was a benefit for Toys for Tots. I got to meet Santa. And I got to meet the ant farm people. And I got to meet the neighbors, the first family um, people. And... Matthew Gray. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I got to see everybody that was very nice, and it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, tell us about the parade. How was that? Because parades are, like, my favorite thing ever, and I always watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade on TV. So what did you oh, think of the parade? Well, this parade was actually really fun because you got to see, like, an astronaut and Elmo, and they had great music there. And let's not forget the great music. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to hear everything, and it was just really awesome because you got to hear things. You got to hear the music, and you got to see Elmo, and you got to, like, see everybody that you really like. Mm-hmm. We always have, in Boulder, we always have a little downtown parade, and um, that happened last Saturday, and I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, but I can't even imagine what it would be like on such a grand scale. Like, it just sounds yeah. amazing. It's also going to air on Hallmark for you, for you guys who don't know, so mm-hmm. then you can watch it there. And um, yeah, they have lots of superstars in those little cars and stuff, uh-huh. yeah. So they have superstars. Those were actually really cool because you got to see super superstars and everybody that you can imagine. All right. Well, that sounds like pretty awesome. I'll check it out, definitely, and I'll look for you. I'll be like, Morgan's down there somewhere. I will find her. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your interviews? Who was your favorite person or group of people to interview? Susan Sullivan from Castle. She was absolutely amazing, and she plays the gam- grandma uh-huh. on Castle, and I really like Castle. I'm, 
especially her part because she is just one of our favorite people on the show. Have you seen Castle? Yes. Seriously? Yes, seriously. And then I oh got. Oh my to, goodness. Yeah. Then I got to meet um Matthew Gray, which was oh. actually really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, who does he play? What what part is he? Simone. He plays Simone. I love that. Mm-hmm. In the That's album nice. and Chipmunk Chipwreck. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think it's funny. Um, You always get to, like, see people that are from the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies because I remember you were, like, talking to me and you're like, oh, yeah, he was from Alvin and the Chipmunks. And then another time you were like, oh, yeah, and this guy was from Alvin and the Chipmunks, too. Yeah. So one day you're going to be like, yeah, I've met the whole cast. It's it's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> and tell us about um interviewing the cast of Ant Farm. How did that go? It actually went really cool. Um, you know, you got to meet people that I know, and they were really nice. And then you got to meet the puppy from Pet Paws, Santa Paws, too. And oh, that wow. was awesome. Yes, it was one of the girls. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, how did that go? Were you like, oh, my gosh, you're so adorable? Yeah, I'm like, she's so adorable. And I liked to pet her because she was really soft. And she huh. was just really nice. That's awesome. So back to the ant farm people, what kind of questions did you ask them? Well, I just asked them how it was like on set, and, you know, simple questions that um, ant farm people would know. So um, and then I got to go and see the neighbors, which I love the little kids, and, mm-hmm. and the aliens. Of course, the aliens. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> yes. And what kind of questions and did you ask them? Um, actually really cool, and then I got to be able to meet Oogie from The Artist. He was really cool, and when I asked him questions, he'd just go, he'd bark, and then his translator would just, like, be like, oh, he said this, he said this. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cute. What kind of questions did you ask him? Well, I asked him what his favorite Christmas movie was, what his favorite Christmas cookie was, so, yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Well, now you, yeah. you could you and could write a book. And I asked him tricks he could do, and he said that he could play dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so fun. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the 26th annual Hollywood Christmas Parade and also the N19 benefit for Hurricane Sandy. So we have with us Morgan, who got to attend both of these things, and we were just talking about the 26th annual Hollywood Parade um, and all of the people, or Christmas Parade, excuse me, and all of the people that you got to see and how awesome it was. So now let's talk about the second event that you got to go to, which was the N9 live event. And for those of you who don't know, that is a benefit for um, Hurricane Sandy, which is so great because I had so many people that were stuck out in New York when that was happening. And I just think it's so amazing that they're doing benefits and amazing things like that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I got to meet some famous boxers and singers and mm-hmm. it was called, um, it was for a party with a cause, and I got to meet all kinds of people, like boxers, singers, mm-hmm. Sugar Ray Leonard, he was awesome. We got to meet all kinds of these people, and it was just awesome being there and just meeting all kinds of these people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love Sugar Ray Leonard. I watched him when he was on Dancing with the Stars, and I just thought it was so funny because, like, I mean, you don't typically see him as being this guy that does, like, ballroom dancing. And then I was like, oh, he's pretty good. 
Cool. So tell us a little bit about the setup for the event. Was it like a concert or sort of like a meet and greet? What was it like? Well, they had a concert inside, so that was really cool. And we danced. I danced with my dad, and so we had a great time. That was fun, very fun. And were there a lot of other kids, or were you the youngest again? Actually, no. There were. There was a little boy from the X Factor, and that was really fun meeting him, but other than that, I was, like, the only kid, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's kind of cool being a kid's first thing, uh, a kid's first person, because you always get to be like, haha, I'm younger than you, and I'm on the red carpet with you, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm pretty well established. I think that's awesome. I I love always love asking you if there were any other kids, and you're like, no, just me, because they always seem so impressed by you, Morgan. It's fantastic. But I always have so much fun, and they're so nice now, little mm-hmm. Miss Raven. Little Miss Raven, yes. It I mean, it always sounds so amazing. So why don't you tell us about your favorite person to meet? Well, my favorite person to meet was actually. Sugar Ray Leonard. He was very nice, very cute. And Mosley was there, Mr. Mosley. Uh huh. And some basketball players. So those were really fun to meet because I really got to be able to have fun with these tall athletes. And they were just so much fun. You know, when you get to be able to do like athletes and stuff, I mean, that was pretty cool. And it was so nice. Um, of them to give me their time. And also, I got to meet some singers, which were absolutely cool. Mm-hmm. And um, Hurricane Sandy, I feel so sorry for the people who have gotten their houses lost and are sick and poor. And you have to get, not to get to see that, but um, people are actually, like, you know, helping them. And it's really just heart learning how they do this. And just amazing because it's really like you get to see something that doesn't really happen every day. And you, they are helping this community go stronger and stronger mm-hmm. from the great cause of um, Hurricane Sandy. And I love that, that people mm-hmm. are helping the poor and sick who mm-hmm. um, don't have any houses and they've lost everything they owned. Yeah, I think that's awesome because, I mean, I just find it so amazing that all of these people that are, I mean, relatively powerful, you know, I mean, celebrities, they they can do a lot with their money and with their, you know, popularity. And I just find it so incredible that they were all able to get together and do something for such an amazing cause, you know, and like they didn't have to do that, but they did it out of the goodness of their heart. And I just find it fantastic. Yes. And it was also done by Red Cross. So that was really fun. And it was just amazing meeting all these people and be able to go and see how fun they are and be able to go and see them in real life. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds amazing. So did your dad go with you? No, my mom did. Your mom did? What did your mom think of it? Well, she thought that it was amazing just like I did. That's she awesome. She did right next to me. So we had the greatest time ever dancing together. That's and so that fun. was so much fun. That sounds awesome. So what kind of, um, which artists performed there? What? Which singers performed there? Oh, I don't know their names, but the little boy did perform. Oh, that's awesome. The, the boy from the X Factor? Yeah. That's awesome. How old was he? Did you know? 
He was actually, tomorrow he was going to turn 14, so everyone was saying happy birthday to him. Oh, but, that's awesome. But his birthday was actually not that day. It was like a pre-birthday. Yeah, pre-birthday birthday. Well, that's awesome. Morgan, I'm so glad that you got to go to the Christmas parade and also to the N19 event because, I mean, it's for such an amazing cause. And it sounds like so much fun. And I think that's so great. So, everybody, thank you so much for being with us, especially Morgan. Thank you for telling us all about your oh, fun experiences. Thank you so much, the amazing, beautiful, and cuteness. Small Raven. <laughs> Thank you. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.